Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, glad you're with us. Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. By the way, this just handed to me. Vice President Mike Pence has joined our friends at the Heritage Foundation as a distinguished visiting fellow. Um, and, uh, well, it's great for both of both of them, in my view. And, you know, and that sort of gets to where I want to go in the program today. I've always been a big fan of the, the, the Heritage Foundation over the years. Good people. Good. They were really the intellectual firepower behind all things Reagan when he came to office. And, you know, I'm watching... This week, I'm watching, you know, everything with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Liz Cheney. And next week, it's the shift show 2.0. And and I'm watching it all. I'm watching Joe Biden rule through executive fiat by his own definition. I'll play it for you. You know, he says that would be dictatorial, that you'd need to get the votes. This is a democracy, man. I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I, I have this strange notion, we are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. What are you? Are you on drugs? What was that? You're addicted to drugs? I forgot about Joe. You a junkie? Come on, man. Come on. We got our first come on, man. I think the Joe Biden cut of the week was, and we're going we're gonna to have 400 million vaccines, and we're going to raise it to 50% to 600 million vaccines, and, and then fuzzy math kicks in. And we're going to, by the summertime, we're going to have 300 Americans vaccinated. <laughs> 300. We expect these additional 200 million doses to be delivered this summer. And some of it will come as early, begin to come in early summer, but by the mid, by the midsummer, that this vaccine will be there. And the order, and, and, and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50%, from 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans by end of the summer, the beginning of the, of the fall. But we want to make, look, that's, I want to repeat, it'll be enough to fully vaccinate 300 Americans to beat this pandemic. Three, I mean, he said it twice. He didn't just say it once. He said it twice. Twice. Anyway, um, I, I don't even know what to make of that. And I, anyway, so I'm watching all of this and you know, I was thinking, all right, Mike Pence joins the Heritage Foundation. The Heritage Foundation provided a lot of the intellectual firepower of reducing taxes, burdensome regulation in the Reagan years. You know, we we had we literally doubled revenues to the federal government by cutting taxes 
ending burdensome regulation, 21 million new jobs created, the greatest peacetime, uh, the longest peacetime economic growth in history up to that point. And then the Trump policies really on steroids in, in many ways from what Reagan did. And, and that led to the exact same results. And that is incredible economic recovery and higher paying jobs, uh, record low unemployment, and couple that with, again, the, the burdensome bureaucracy so manufacturers can manufacture again in America and also securing the border. That helped. Less competition for jobs raises wages. And then you have record low unemployment for every demographic in the country. These things work. And I know that we're, we're now, right now we're caught up in this whirlwind about Marjorie Taylor Greene and and the show that's going on today. And then we're going to spend a week at least. Depends if they bring in witnesses. There's a part of me that says, oh, yeah, you want to go down this road? I have a few ideas up my sleeve. I don't want to telegraph them. And I have my own witness list of ideas because I'm a little I'm a little sick and tired of the double standard like most of you are, too. And you should be. I mean, we're going to have, well, this is the president incited insurrection. We're going to have a snap impeachment. We're not going to have any evidence presented. We're not going to have any defense given, none whatsoever. We're not even going to gather the facts. And now as the facts come out, we're beginning to see, oh, we missed a lot of the intelligence that was out there and available to us. Even Ocasio-Cortez, I knew for a week that this was coming. Well, who did she tell? I want to know, did she tell Nancy Pelosi, did she tell anybody in leadership? Did she tell the sergeant at arms? And how come the police chief of the Capitol Police, you know, had requested long before anybody, you know, they knew hundreds of thousands of people were in town marching in the Capitol. Where, why didn't they prepare? You know, well, and then the idea that people had planned it, and they're identifying specific groups that had planned it. Well, then how do you make the argument that it is the words that incited the, quote, insurrection, the media mob and Democrats favor new word? And then how do you say, well, what, how are we going to define insurrection and, and who are we going to apply the standards to, as we've been pointing out? Well, the same thing would go with with, you know, all of the people in the in the Democratic Party that pushed the biggest conspiracy theory ever in this country and they made it mainstream with the help of their friends in the media mob, which is the Russia collusion hoax. It was all a lie. And they pushed this and rammed this down this country's throat and dragged this country through hell for three long, solid years. Just like the Ukrainian impeachment hoax. How do you ignore quid and pro and quo, Joe and zero experience, Hunter? I mean, the hypocrisy is nauseating. Now, I see that people that use insurrectionist-like language that make that spread conspiracy theories like Adam Schiff, and let's see, then you got Maxine Waters and the crazy stuff and, and threats that she's made over the years, and you can add Congresswoman Omar Tlaib and, and Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez to all of this list. Okay, well, are they going to be removed from their committee assignments? I don't see it happening. But the president said at the speech on the 6th that, you know, that you, we want you to fight like hell. They also said to march peacefully and patriotically to let your voices be heard. So let's take it all. But there's one standard for Democrats and there's one standard for the rest of the world. And that's how it works. And that's that's what's sad about all of this. So we're going to go through this. But back to my initial observation about the Heritage Foundation, my 
And and that's why I really, you know, when people have views that I, I don't know why they express them. Now, it, Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene went out there and she actually told uh, the House today that her statements on things that I mentioned yesterday, I went into, into some detail you know, about 9-11 and the plane hitting the Pentagon. Yeah, that happened. And school shootings. Yeah, they're real. And in my humble opinion, even though the kid that somebody said is 17, it doesn't matter. He's still a kid to me. And he still watched, you know, kids in his school die and families lost loved ones. They're real, as she said. And 9-11 happened and she disavowed some of these other things. And I'm just wondering, well, what about all the people that have said all these other incendiary things? How come we don't hold them to the same standard? Because from what I can see is the people in Adam Schiff's district and Nancy Pelosi's district and the people of Maxine Waters district and the people in Congresswoman Tlaib's district and uh, Congresswoman Omar's district and AOC's district. They, they get to decide that they're going to vote people with extreme views back into Congress. And, and so should, in the case of Marjorie Taylor Greene, be the people of North Georgia. She did get 74 percent of the vote. Pretty impressive for any elected official in this day and age. And that's the bottom line. And, you know, she has an opportunity to, you know, she's, she's new. I don't even know anybody that knows her. And uh, I thought it was good. She actually went on the floor and and gave a pretty fascinating speech if you want to take uh, we'll take some time tonight probably on Hannity and show you some of this but it but it all comes down to me to something even more fundamental so we're going to deal with this today we're going to deal with the next impeachment shift show next week and they're going to get into the last 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 digs to hurt Donald Trump and for me conservatism is pretty simple I don't, I don't want to make this any more complicated than it is and the reason that Reagan was successful, if there's, if there's in, in modern day, if there's three movements, three moments for the conservative movement, and I'm a conservative, I'm an America first conservative, the first would be Reagan. And Reagan proved through his economic policies and peace through strength that not only can he keep the world safer, uh, but also he can he can spur economic growth and and an explosion of economic activity by using limited government policies of low taxation and limiting the bureaucracy. And Trump did the same thing. And Newt in the contract with America, they did the same thing. They actually even balanced the budget for a couple of years, if you can believe it. And we saw nothing but record low unemployment for all these different demographics. So what is conservatism for me? It's, it's not complicated for me. And that's why, you know, we get lost in the weeds of what others, what maybe some people want to talk about or what some people might say or the rage or the agenda of other people. It's not that complicated for me. Because what matters to me is that if we do the, these simple things, the fundamentals of conservatism, it's going to be better for we, the people. I mean, it breaks my heart to see careers ruined with the stroke of a pen these are high paying career jobs in energy they're gone people have lost them nobody's paying attention to them in the media you know they're just casually nonchalantly cast aside as oh we want you to get another high paying union job really where as you open up the borders and now we have more competition for the few jobs that are available as we 
work our way out of this pandemic with the draconian shutdowns that accompanied it. But it's simple. I believe in limited government. I believe in freedom of the individual under the presumption that rights are God-given, not government-given. I believe in low taxes. I believe that stimulates economic activity, ending burdensome regulation. I believe in a strong support for our Constitution, including the Second Amendment. I believe we have law and order and safety and security in our cities. I believe that you got to have good schools for our kids. It's not complicated. Secure borders. It's good for our foreign policy, national security. And it's, you know, we can't have so many people coming here that nobody can get a high paying job. Too many people in the job market. That's not good. And I believe in energy independence. I believe in people that believe in our Constitution, constitutionalists on the bench, not judicial activists. Free and fair trade. And I believe in peace through strength. And I believe if we do these simple things, that pretty much covers the ability of the American people. I believe in religious freedom, but that goes with limited government. I believe in, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into the rights of, of I think states at, at some point begin to make their own decisions. But if a government does those simple fundamental things, stick to the fundamentals, then the lives of all of us are going to be dramatically better. And that's why I hate getting off on, on into all of these distractions that some other people want to bring in for pure political purposes. Because at the end of the day, it's about the people that don't have radio or TV shows that do, you know work hard, play by the rules, pay their taxes, obey the laws, raise their families, and 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 just go out and kill themselves every day 12 14 16 hours and and they want to build a better life for them and their kids and their grandkids and they want to find whatever makes them happy where they can make the most money and everybody provides some goods or services for other people that's just what life's about that's it it doesn't get any more complicated than that if we do those things we'll all be better off 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. This past year, we saw many cybersecurity attacks, including data breaches, network infiltrations, bulk data theft and sale and identity theft and ransomware outbreaks and the large shift of employees working remotely. That has coincided with an increase in these attacks. A recent study suggests that remote workers have become the source of up to 20 percent of cybersecurity incidents that occurred in 2020. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet and you could miss certain identity threats just by monitoring your credit. And it's a good thing there's LifeLock.com. Now, they will scour the dark web to see if any of your personal information is for sale. If you have a problem, you get an alert. If it's if you've been compromised, they have restoration specialists to help you. Bottom line is LifeLock.com will will see the threats you'd miss on your own. Now, they have a very low annual rate, and today you save an additional 25% off your first year just by using the promo code Hannity when you go to lifelock.com or mention my name when you call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Protect your name, your finances, your reputation, and credit score. Lifelock.com, promo code Hannity.